Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Rocket Mortgage giving away millions during Super Bowl 55 with the Rocket Mortgage Super Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. See rules and enter for free, absolutely free today at RocketMortgageSquares.com. I know I should start sports because it's the top of the hour. I got to break the rules on this because I looked at my map and I go, I got worker shoot coming up. I got the quarterback, the emerging quarterback market. We got good quarterbacks for cheap prices here. Which, Connor, I got a special project for next week. I hope it'll work out. We're going to have to discuss that this week. It can't be done today, but next week we're going to have to do it. And also, I thought of Kobe Bryant when I was thinking about Ben Roethlisberger today. And I will get to that coming up later on in the show. We got the tribute to John Chaney, the last coach that didn't need to be a brand. This is just great stuff today. Work or shoot the whole thing. So I got I to gotta get this in. Connor, well, I'll tell you this week. I don't want to give it away now. I'm not giving away what I can sell. You know the words. You know how this works. A tease is a tease, brother. That's what it's supposed to be, a tease. Did you did you do as I told you, though, and looked into this Jason Collier stuff? I did. I read the story. Very fascinating a, stuff. Uh, America, I need a Netflix documentary as soon as possible. Like, get my guy Andy Billman. Get him in a helicopter or a plane or whatever and get down to Texas as soon as you can. Let's get it going. I need the good Netflix documentary music to open up their documentaries, by the way, is the best that you're ever going to find. We should do top five Netflix documentary themes at some point. The one with making a murderer, everybody knows that. Don't tell me having driven by a salvage yard somewhere across the country and had that theme go into your head. Don't think for a second. By the way, did you do what I told you and watch Night Stalker last week? Did you do that, Connor? That I didn't do. It scared the hell out of you. It'll, I started giving myself the creep. I woke up in the middle of the night. I started giving myself the creeps last night about it. I swear to God. Because I was thinking about it. I went, I got to ask Connor about it. I went, ooh, I remember that. So there's a man named Jason Collier here. And I, fo- I just found this on CBS News. And it's <laughs> married Texas police chief, uh, police chief accused of cheating resigns after arrest. Collier, a police chief in Texas, allegedly showed a fake marriage annulment document to a girlfriend, which I guess this all got debunked on Facebook and on Twitter and everything. A woman named Cecily, I'm not going to say her last name, but it's there, says Chief Jason Collier has been living a double-slash-triple life. I was his girlfriend until yesterday. He lied to me and produced me fake annulments in the documents when I found out he was married. I also found out he had a second girlfriend, Christy, last night. 
He lied to us, our children, and asked us to marry him both. Both asked us both to marry him. He's a poor representative of your town. He would also fi- visit me in Amarillo when he was on shift. This is a police chief, by the way. We just returned from vacation. Meanwhile, his other girlfriend was told he was on a work assignment in Portland, Oregon. Now, according to several things, Bond was set for call year at $10,000. According to several reports, as you go down this rabbit hole, there are rumors of this. You ready for this, Connor? I'm rumors ready. Rumors of this guy having up to two different wives and up to 15 to 20 girlfriends. Now, Connor, you're a single guy. We're trying to get you one, and Valentine's Day is just around the corner, so you better find a girlfriend sooner. Guess what we're doing in a couple Saturdays from now? It's, we're, it's about to be the dating game with, with Connor Green. All the twists and turns. I mean, we're talking, how do you have, if this is all true, the, second, the, the, the two girlfriends at one type thing, many guys have tried that. I don't condone it, by the way, obviously. You know, I believe in one person for one person, the way it ought to be. But how do you get that many people? How do you play that many? Connor, do you, do you have as many questions as I do about this? Because I look at this, I go, how do you? First off, you're a police chief. How much could you be knocking down? I, I'm sure he's not flat broke, but I don't think we have uh, I don't think we have a Leon Cooperman over here, do we? You have so many people in life so, that to find it's so hard to find somebody. And then you have a guy, and it's not yes. like he looks like George Clooney. It's not like he's so good-looking. He looks he's, okay. He's not a billionaire, and he's he got okay. 15 to 20 girlfriends, and you no, got no, guys out there on dating apps? He looks – He looks. now, now hold on. He, he doesn't look bad, okay? Let's let's be – it doesn't matter if you look good or look bad or whatever. There's there's plenty of fish in the scene if you got a personality. Man, woman, doesn't matter you can find a mate, okay? That's not about it. I just want to know how it happens where hmm, I want to know how – I just want to know how you do it. I'm not intending on doing it. I just want to know what goes through – because you get to a point where you're with somebody, you decide that you're going to cross this line for whatever, a bad, bad, bad line, Connor. Stay with me on this. You decide you cross this line, then you have two. Then you decide, you know, once you get to three, does it not feel like now you're just trying to see how far you can continue this? I mean, there's rumors here that he told a couple of these women that he was on. He said in Portland, Oregon, he was on assignment in Portland. There was a couple there they said he was in Afghanistan for two of them. It's not like he lives – it's not like he's a traveling salesman either. Like, you're still kind of in the same area. So this is you-know-what exactly where you eat, and somehow he's able to keep this charade together for what looks like at least a couple of years from what it looks like here, Connor. Like, I have so many questions. Where do you get the money to go on this? Where do you – how many cell phones do you have? You have to – if there's 20 people that are involved with you, you have to have at least, what, five cell phones, and you can't turn them off? You know that, Connor. You can't – well, when's the last time you've been in a relationship, Connor? It's been a pretty long time since college. Good God, you're 26? <laughs> yeah. Connor, jeez, you, you're in a dry spell. Okay, it, you can't turn a cell phone off. If you're in any sort of committed relationship, you can't turn your phone off. If your phone is off, that person's going to think something bad happened to you. So your phone has to be on. If you don't answer your phone for an extended period of time, that person who cares for you – 
believe something bad has happened to you. Like, I need to know. I need to know it all. I need to know what they believed, what they – because if somebody – remember, if somebody likes somebody, and don't turn this into blaming the victim. If somebody cares for somebody or believes they love somebody, they'll make up anything to rationalize that. We talked about this many times over with so many different people. Well, how could so-and-so go back to so-and-so? How could so-and-so cover up for so-and-so? Because they love the person, and they're willing to believe anything. If you find evidence that a significant other is cheating on you, you don't want to believe that. You'll rationalize it. Some people won't, obviously, but some people, they'll rationalize it. No, 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 Someone said, someone's tweets to me, in some photos, Jason Collier looks like Sean McVay. In others, he looks like a younger Mike Prefer. Must be the writing. That's from Moose Bunny on Twitter. That's pretty That's pretty imagery. That's some great imagery right there. I just, I need to know more, Connor. That's all. But I, I can ahead. understand having this, the, keeping this going for a little while, but to, to keep it going for multiple years. Well, again, you're trying to you're trying to show yourself how much you can do. Like there becomes a point. How much can I juggle? Well, that's not condoning it, by the way, folks. America, that's not condoning this practice. Like there's no respect for this. Given like, oh, yeah, he was able to find twenty different women. Or no, that's that's weird. That's grifty. It's real greasy stuff. No, I don't, don't want to deal with that. But the 20, I, I need to know what they were willing to buy, literally and figuratively, with their head and what stories they were willing to buy. Also, if you're t- how many dates do you go on? How do, you, how do you go around that? And I don't want to blame the victims because, again, the victim, the woman, will believe, when you believe somebody, when you want to believe in somebody, you'll tell them just about anything. That's what I think of about this stuff, Connor. I hope you find somebody. I hope when you do find somebody, it doesn't become two or three or 15, okay? Can you do that for me, Connor? I'll try. I'll are try. Any, are you on any apps right now, Connor? I'm on a couple of the apps. But, what, are you uh, like? what, are you, what are you on? You on the Tinder? I'm on the Tinder, and then I do a little bit of the Bumble, too. But You're on the Bumble? Which one's better? I would say Bumble, but, I mean, both of them, it's tough. And, and you know, it's like... It's like when you go to see a house and you see maybe the picture online and it looks amazing and then you get there and it it's a disaster. You just never know who you're really going to meet. So that's why I don't like doing the online dating. <sighs> Connor. So wait. See, that's what I don't like. I've never I've only seen photos of you and video chats with you. I've never been with you and I've never been in your person. I've never been in your presence. What about your personality, Connor? There has to be something to a personality. You have to fall in remember, you have to fall in love with a person, not with what they look like. Well, I know that, but you can't really know what someone's personality is like over an app either. That's true. I mean, there has to be an attraction. I'm not gonna lie to you. There has to be an attraction between two people. But you really fall in love with the person. You don't fall in love you fall in love with their personality and everything. You don't fall in love with what they look like. If you fall in love with what they look like, that's not really love. Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's a little advice from me to you and everybody else out there. We got a worker shoot coming up. I'm so excited about all this going on. I, I I think that the Houston Texans need to do everything they can to preserve Watson and to try to get him to believe. But it's also a special thing of the new quarterback, the new emerging quarterback market that I absolutely love here, because now it makes the conversation that much better. And you think about just not just Watson, Stafford, Trubisky. Garoppolo, the conversation that's going around him, Darnold, Tua, 
I think Matt Ryan is about a year away. I, if you don't pick it up, if if Arthur Smith and that offense can't pick it up with Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's going to be 36 years old. We're kind of wondering what's going on with Matt Ryan here. I mean, that's a guy who's been to a Super Bowl and has been an MVP, and now we wonder what happens there. And now we're seeing less time for QBs, less time for coaches, and now there's been a difference where coaches are taking on more power within the organization. We're picking general managers for those coaches. We're making decisions based on the coach and the fit with the coach and giving them more power. We're, I think it's now starting to balance out the equilibrium between college coaching and NFL coaching. Before, you had to deal with a general manager, you had to deal with an owner. Well, you're always going to have to deal with an owner, but you're always going to have to deal with a board of regents and an athletic director, a school president in college football, now it's balancing out a little bit. If you're going to give me my power and the general manager either works with me or works for me in certain cases, now all of a sudden you've made it a better situation for guys who are in college who would maybe think about the pros. If I have a transfer portal, yeah, guys are giving up on me too soon. Now we have more kids in the transfer portal than we actually have usable scholarships now. That took, what, a year and a half, for, a year and a half to happen? So it's made it easier for them, but there's still less time for those coaches. And if you can't get to the top of the draft because you have less time, and you're either, if you're losing, you're a lame duck coach, or you're just starting out, if you can't get to the top of the draft, there are good, talented quarterbacks that you think it could work out with. Bringing up Matt Stafford, bringing up Trubisky. Eh, Trubisky's up and down. He finished out the season well. I don't want to go crazy there. Garoppolo. Darnold I still like. I still like Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy's done a whole lot that's been so negative that everybody just bags on him so much. But when it comes to the Watson conversation, yeah, you got to throw San Francisco in there. They've been run heavy. I don't know if I don't know if Kyle Shanahan wants that much on his system, that much pressure put on his system. And they know that their window with their defense, with their personnel, their window's open. And the problems with Garoppolo, and I think mostly health, the problems with Garoppolo really hurt him. I want to see what Tua can do with a little bit of relaxation. This is a guy who went from the 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 top of the class to having to give away to Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow was the story of the century, and Joe Burrow certainly paid off already for the Cincinnati Bengals. Hopefully, he comes back well from the injury. But I want to see Tua with some time. I want to see Tua with some with some good coaching because I'm I'm starting to fear, especially with the Deshaun Watson conversation, that Tua could start to go by the way of Josh Rosen, and I don't want that to happen. We see a different generation of quarterbacks that now have a new market. And what can a good coach with a lot of power, a la Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill, with Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator, of course, what can a coach with a lot of power and a lot of leeway do with one of those QBs? We're about to see it with Stafford at some point here. Albert Breer said, I believe it was Albert Breer, who said that he believes that Matt Stafford could be traded before the Super Bowl next week. I'd like to see what these guys could do because it only strengthens it that guys need coaching. Young quarterbacks need coaching. Young quarterbacks need a system. That's why I worry about Tua. They're interested in winning. They might not be able to provide the groundwork for Tua. But that you can find quality. You can find good play out of position that guys like me say, that's used up because we're just on to the next big thing to talk about. Yeah, I talked to you about Stafford. There's not a whole – if I talk to you about Stafford, there's a little bit. If I talk to you about Darnold – People have already given up on him. I still don't think that it's all said and done with Sam Darnold. I know that he – I believe that he needs a change of scenery. 855 cbs Our tribute to John Chaney at 140. And 
It's what you're going to do. It's not what you've already done. And the team that has been the champion of that is failing themselves right now. Up next, it's Worker Shoot. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen. All right, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. You've heard from Andre the Giant and Bobby the Brain Heenan. They believe, Warrior, that they have the advantage in this intercontinental title bout. They believe that you fear the Giant. On CBS Sports Radio. I mean, I was a kid during that time, and I still don't get it. It's the take I have that everybody hates. Like, I don't care. I did not like the Warrior. I thought he was stupid then. I was six years old going, this guy, I know this guy's tailored to me, and I think this whole thing is dumb. Great, he runs around, and he's all gassed up. I don't care. There were plenty of guys on the gas who could reach in and scare me. Jake the Snake had the body of an old couch, and Jake the Snake scared the hell out of me. Ultimate Warrior did not scare me. I thought he was a clown. Sorry, can't say it. Don't care. Don't care. My opinion's the opinion of it, and I know I'm in the vast minority. 855-2124-CBS. I want to say this now because I, I, I know we got I know we got worker shoot coming up. The whole concept of the Hall of Fame got brought up in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> about the Hall of Fame. I don't know how to, I don't know how to change the vote. We had Dan Wetzel on on my weekday show. And Dan Wetzel who is one of the smartest people I have ever been around, one, one of the good thinkers. I really like Dan Wetzel and admire him from Yahoo Sports. And he he said that we're we're getting to a time now that maybe writers shouldn't vote anymore. Because it was always a thing where hey, I'm an opinionist. And I even don't even like that word. Honestly, I'm a clown for your amusement. I'm a guy on the radio there to pass the time. So just like that thing with Ultimate Warrior, I got opinions on it. It doesn't change anything. I got opinions on everything. That's what I'm supposed to do. And in a somewhat entertaining fashion, I'm supposed to share them. But the beauty of this is the freedom of it. I don't have to call it all down the line. I got guys I like. I got guys I don't like. I got players and coaches and teams and all that stuff that I like and don't like. I don't have to call it down the line. But there was a place for a guy like me 30 years ago. Just like on TV, there was a place for a guy like me. And for reporters and for writers, there was a place for them. Down the line, these are the facts. This is what happened. Boom. Down the line, this is the fact. This is what happened. Away you go. And so those people from those institutions that voted on Halls of Fame and the Professional Baseball Writers Association with basketball, with the writers who are representatives from each paper community from those NFL cities for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they were the ones that dictated what was true based on fact and not based on letting their emotions or anything play in. The worst thing about that is, though, is we know it's BS. It's all BS. It was BS then. If you were good to the writers, if you were good to the media, you get a little bit more. It's not that hard. But now, because the people who vote have become entities in their own right, entertainment people in their own right, now there's a different level. There should always be some personal respect from reporter to player, from player to reporter. There should always be that way. But now if there's not that respect that's given, and then they are more public figures than they've ever been, the writers, the people who vote on these things, now you have yourself a tremendous problem. And when it comes to a guy like Kurt Schilling, I know that Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer. 
based on what I've seen him do, it's not cut and dry, slam dunk, 100% Hall of Fame first time out. It's not that, but I know he's a Hall of Famer. But I also know that he's believed in and has said abhorrent things since his playing days were done. And there are some shady dealings in there with the video games. Well, now that we know more about players than we ever have before, if you're a voter and I say, yeah, you know, you're you're so sanctimonious, you people have forgotten what the Hall of Fame's about, but even I as a voter, would I just forget that? Would I forget those things? Now we know about these guys more and more and more, and there's so many things that play into our heads because we care about so many more things, and this is a good thing in society. This is good. It really is. I've brought this up so many times. We take people and we make them famous for what they've done, which is horrible, and that can be a good thing. Knowledge is a good thing in society, but it also, when it comes to a Hall of Fame, it can hurt. If we'd have known that O.J. Simpson was such a bad husband before all that happened, is O.J. Simpson a Hall of Famer publicly if it was just all over the place like it would be now with social media where we know more about so many different things than we ever had before because before it was the 6 o'clock news, it was the 11 o'clock news, it was barely some sports center. And if you saw a sports center, remember it was the same sports center repeated over and over and over again. It's just recently we've had new sports centers every hour. And it's usually still the same stories, but we've highlighted all. Now we know more about these players. It can't, we can't help but have it creep into our subconscious at some point and if it's a conduit for the fans the fans believe these things too they think these things too and you also gosh I know that Kurt Schilling I know that Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer do I want to hear him give his speech if he believes in different politics than some people that's 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 another thing but we've seen some abhorrent things again from Kurt Schilling do I really want to do I really want to hear that to let nobody in, that's silly. I think the steroid era, and I, I have my theory on it, I wonder if they just let all the steroiders in, the quote-unquote steroiders in, during that time next year. And whether or not, because they knew that they had an ace in a hole this year where you have Derek Jeter, and everybody loves Derek Jeter. I didn't, but everybody loves Derek Jeter. And everybody likes Larry Walker. Most people like Larry Walker. They know that they're going to get a very nice moment if they're allowed to have that type of thing go on this year. Hopefully they can out there in Cooperstown. If they can have a ceremony, then they know they have an ace in the hole. So what happens next year? But when it comes to Kurt Schilling, I don't know what a writer's to do. Because before, hey, it's clear cut. The writer might know, the public doesn't. And so it's easier and easier and easier to say, Player X, while I know that Player X is a bad husband and a bad father and a bad businessman and a bad all-around dude, he had this slash line, he had this many home runs, he had this many RBI, he pitched this many innings, he had this many strikeouts, and this guy, that guy, whoever guy is a Hall of Famer. Now we know more about these people than we ever have before. We know bad dudes. It's become harder. It has become a lot harder. But the good part about it is, is hey, you want to make the Hall of Fame and you want to make the Hall of Fame on time, you, you better not be going out and assing off and being a bad individual. So it's hard to go fully against the baseball writers of America. Where, when it comes to the roids, I'm with you. 
I watched them on the gas. The NBA or the the Major League Baseball turned the other eye. They turned a blind eye. There's definitely players in other Halls of Fame that were on the gas, that were on the bleep, and they got into the Hall of Fame, and we've accepted it. I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. But when it comes to guys who have said some things that have been ugly, that have done some things that have been ugly, I think the line is as gray and murky as it's ever been. 855-2124-CBS. Can I take Joe in Oregon and then we'll come back with Worker Shoot? Is that okay there, Connor? That works with me. Joe in Oregon, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Good morning, Ken. How are you today? Joe, I'm doing wonderful. Hit me with it, babe. Hey, so there's this trade talk about Matthew Stafford potentially going to the Rams. And in shows past, and I don't know if you've mentioned him today, I've listened intermittently with stuff going on at work, but... If he goes to the Rams and he plays well with a good supporting cast and reasonably good coaching and makes it over the hump to win the playoff game, maybe even makes it to a couple more Pro Bowls and even possibly gets into a Super Bowl, does he get into the Hall of Fame? You talking about Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford. There's a lot of ifs there. He got it. He has to win it. He has to win the he's thing. He's got to win he, it. I think he's at. I think he's at DefCon one now, Joe. I, I've done the stats for him, and if you looked at him right now, like I, I said, it, well, he was hurt this year, so it 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 throws it off. Or last year he was hurt, and it really throws it off because he was having a great year before the injury, Joe. And if he would have, somebody's calling. Uh, he's. I, I extrapolated the numbers out. And I go. This this is sixty thousand passing yards. This is four hundred touchdown passes. There's not a chance in hell he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think the, the the pressure's on more than it ever has to been. You got to get to the Super Bowl. You got to win the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, then it changes. He has to go. If he goes to the Rams, if he goes to a really good football team, and he wins a Super Bowl, then that opens up the conversation. And I'd love to have that conversation about Matt Stafford. I think he's a good dude and a good football player, obviously, but he's not a Hall of Famer, not right now. Okay. If he just makes the if he just makes a Super Bowl and loses, he's not a Hall of Famer. All right. I was just curious. Where do you yeah. think JJ Watt goes if he leaves? Houston I would say and I know we're up against it because I know I want to fit in work or shoot because I can just I can hear Colin rolling his eyes right or Connor rolling his eyes right now I want to answer that with where I think Deshaun Watson should really go yep you know what I'm gonna make you wait on that Joe because I want to answer that when we come back with where I think Deshaun Watson should really go Because I think one of the founding organizations of what professional sports is supposed to be on has forgotten their own golden rule. It's not what you've already done. It's what you're going to do. That and that answer to Joe with work or shoot coming up next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now it's the latest sports update with Erica Herskowitz. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. I just got my ass blasted for giving them hell down in West Virginia. And here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys. And you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that damn nerd in front of the guys. Shut up, guys.
That's why I was telling my kid to knock your kid in the mouth. Stand in there pushing in the game. How could you not love John Chaney? One of the last guys I think it was in. I mean, you're in the A-10. I mean, you're right there around the Big East. The Big East, they had, you know, got Massimino, guys who became their own type of brands, their own type of entities. Chaney was just known as a guy who was a brand just because of how good he was and how passionate he was. That's passion right there. I didn't get to see, I have never got to see John Chaney coach. It was one of my great regrets. When I was at Akron, uh, I saw, the, it was 2007, and I think Fran Dunphy was their coach. Uh, this was a couple years after that they had that he had uh, retired. John Chaney had retired, but the whole time we were just talking like, man, because Akron won that game. I know Akron won that game. It's like, ah, at least we could have got to see John Chaney. I wish he would have just stayed a couple more years. Damn it! But yeah, passed away at 89, and known for his passion, obviously, and known to be a great coach, a D2 national champion, very successful at Temple. Great, great, great history with John Chaney and basketball. College basketball is going to miss him. 855-2124-CBS. i got work or shoot coming up here in moments, I promise you. Joe in Oregon had called up, and he had – and I wanted to get I wanted to get into a Steve Cohen thing. I can't. It's just – just a fine – real quick, because, Connor, I told you I'd do it. Real quick with, with Steve Cohen. I heard Erica Herskowitz during the, during the update. Steve Cohen's finding out that no matter what, owners are meant to be disliked. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try to be liked, by your own fan base, at best, you're going to be disliked. At worst, you're despised. At worst, you're reviled. At best, you're disliked by the majority. They will not like you, fully like you, until you sell the team or you pass away. There will always be harsh criticism. And I wanted Steve Cohen to enjoy his his honeymoon because I told Connor a couple months ago, I hope he enjoys this. Because when they start playing games and Mets fans are as passionate as it gets, you better hope that this all works out. Because him on Twitter, it's all fun to poke fun at Greg Giannotti, who's an incredibly talented guy. It's all fun to do that. Yeah, when you're under 500, it ain't going to be that much fun. When you're under 500 and they're going, oh, gosh, this is starting to look a lot like the Will Ponds over here. Yeah, that ain't as much fun. So Steve Cohen says he doesn't have anything to do with this, and I believe that he doesn't, whatever, about the whole hedge fund thing. But, yeah, he's finding out as as much as you try, there's a difference between you and your fans. There always will be. And you are meant to be disliked. Joe in Oregon called up where he thought – he asked me where I thought J.J. Watt would end up. Uh, certainly, J.J. Watt with his brothers in Pittsburgh would probably be a great fit. I can't deny that. I also think that Deshaun Watson – because I wanted to answer two two questions at once after Joe and Oregon's call. I also think Deshaun Watson in Pittsburgh would obviously be a great fit. What's the most disappointing thing about all this with the Pittsburgh Steelers? And if you're a fan of certain players, maybe it's not. But the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger have not acted like I've come to know the Steelers. You want to talk about an organization that is respected, a, a, an ownership group, an ownership family that's respected, the Roonies have been one of the the Roonies have been one of the golden ownership groups of professional sports since before I was alive. And they're respected. But I think they're making a tremendous mistake with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think the mistake is even compounded even more so with Deshaun Watson being a possible fit and would be a I think would be a great fit with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
This problem is being compounded even more so after hearing the Rooney family and Art Rooney just a couple of days ago in Pittsburgh about their commitment to Ben Roethlisberger, their commitment to the current roster. Because if you put Deshaun Watson on that current roster, even losing Juju Smith-Schuster, losing a couple of guys they may have to on defense, even changing it out, the money would make sense for Deshaun Watson. The fit would make sense for Deshaun Watson. The culture would make sense for Deshaun Watson. But you've made a terrible, grievous error that is not like what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. When I see Ben Roethlisberger's contract now, I think a lot of the way that I did at Kobe Bryant at the end of his career. When he signed a big deal at the end of his career with the Lakers, that was a gift to Kobe of what he had accomplished for the franchise. He had been through injuries. He had been through an older age. You knew that Kobe, while there are still shades of greatness there towards the end, you knew that Kobe couldn't do the things that he could do before for the L.A. Lakers. And they gave him a big deal, and it was a thank you for what you've done for this organization. You're a player of exceptional brilliance. You're a player of great status for this basketball team, and they are thanking him with that contract. The Steelers are doing that with Ben Roethlisberger. They just don't do that with anybody. The Lakers, yeah, they're, they're the Lakers. They, they believe in star power. Jerry Buss believed in it, believed in that Hollywood stuff, and you you reward players even for what you're willing to take it on the chin to reward players with class, with elegance, with the right way to go out because you believe it's the right thing to do. The Steelers have never done that. For all purposes, and I'd have to check with a couple of people in Pittsburgh, I don't know if Troy Polamalu's buried that hatchet yet. James Harrison was indignant at the end in Pittsburgh. Kevin Green, there was some very nasty feelings with the late, great Kevin Green when he was let go of. Greg Lloyd said flat out that Bill Coward lied to his face about how his career would end. It's been happening with so many players with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've always gotten out before the player could get really bad on them. And you watch Ben Roethlisberger over the second half of the season going back to old Ben Roethlisberger. Dump trucky, taking risks that he shouldn't have, giving teams second and third chances to beat him. And they're going to run this thing back with him? Why? Because of what he's done for the franchise? Because of the two championships? That doesn't sound like the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers today, you give a call to the Houston Texans about Deshaun Watson, and you get Deshaun Watson the best you can unless Houston decides they really don't want to trade this guy. You get Deshaun Watson on a team of veterans, and you cut Ben Roethlisberger and say, we'll deal with it later on. We'll welcome Ben back for the anniversary teams. We'll welcome Ben back and and be supportive of him and his Hall of Fame candidacy. We'll do everything we can to make it up for Ben because Ben's 38 years old and he has a whole life to live and we plan on owning this team a long time. Hopefully, cooler heads will prevail. Ben will believe that he's lost his touch and we'll move on. Just like you've done with all the names that I mentioned before. The guys that it was hard to mention that it was a business. All the guys we mentioned before, even up to and probably including Palomalu here someday, guys that you knew that they like the fan base, they like how beloved they are by the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base, and that that helps grease the wheel between 
hey, now you know you couldn't play anymore, right? At 40-something, 50-something years old, we know you couldn't play anymore. Let's let's have you in and, and have a great big party for you and get your Hall of Fame candidacy going and let's welcome you back for an anniversary celebration and you can wave to the crowd and everybody loves you and we love you too. Come on back. Come on back and join the fray again. That's what the Steelers have done. They haven't been held hostage by old players who couldn't do it anymore. And you have a player right there, and I'm going to tell you right now, as a fan of another team in that division, I couldn't love it anymore. If Ben Roethlisberger retired today, there'd be alarm bells going off in my office basement right now. Because if Ben Roethlisberger retired today, or they cut Ben Roethlisberger today, I know exactly who they should go after, and I would be nervous. That division, that team, that organization around them, tough division, good organization, good team around them. Oh, God, I'd be nervous. Young quarterback, you'd make my life a living hell all over again. And if you're any one of those other teams, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, you think you have a quarterback that can stick right in there. But now your road just got a lot tougher. But for whatever reason or because of loyalty all of a sudden, because now a Rooney feels sad, you're not going to go and do what the Steelers have been famous for doing, which has made them one of the cutting-edge franchises for the last 50 years now? That they get rid of the player before the player has used up all his usefulness? It's going to hurt this year in 2021? And since you're not going to be in the Deshaun Watson race, boy, is it going to hurt for a long time to come. Because you guys know better than anybody. Because Steeler fans love to say, you don't want to go back to the 80s. You don't want to go back between Bradshaw and having to go all the way up to basically Roethlisberger. You don't have to do that. The the little the blip you had with O'Donnell, I know. You don't want to have to do that. You guys know better than anything. Those quarterbacks don't fall off trees. And to be that committed to Ben Roethlisberger, in the twilight of his career. Good luck with all that. Let's do a quick worker shoot, Connor. Let's go. We got three minutes. Let's hit it, baby. I got time for three. Connor, let's go. All right, Ken. Number one, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were shocked by the Bucks last week, losing 31-26 in the NFC Championship game. Afterwards, Rodgers said that his future is uncertain, leading to some speculation that the Packers might actually trade him this offseason. This after he threw for 4,000 yards and 48 touchdowns with just five interceptions. So, Ken, work or shoot, there is absolutely no way the Packers will trade Rodgers, who's likely the MVP this season. That's straight shooting. That's true. That's straight shooting. Shoot. You can't. How can you trade that guy? He's playing too well. I trade Jordan Love before I trade him now. He's 30, going to be 37, right? Now it's probably two, three more years. Correct, 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 correct. Two, three more years. I tra- hell, I trade Jordan Love before I traded him. Go get yourself another piece. Let's see if we can run this thing back. Now, Tom Brady, I who knows? Tom Brady, I think, thinks he can live forever. I think Tom Brady probably thinks he's a Highlander. But and there can only be one. Uh, I, I still got to try my best with with Aaron Rodgers. I know what I have in Aaron Rodgers right now. Now, if it were to work out with Jordan Love, you'd have 30 years of great quarterbacking. But you can't. You can't do that. Mark Murphy said they're not stupid, and they're not stupid. They have to hold on to him. No way he's getting traded. Next. All right, Ken. Matt Stafford and the Lions have agreed to part ways, and one of the possible destinations for Stafford is reportedly the L.A. Rams, as many see Stafford being a significant improvement over Jared Goff. 
But in 10 years, Stafford has had a winning record just four times and has thrown for 30 or more touchdowns just twice. Meanwhile, Jared Goff has a winning record in four of his five years and has a higher career passer rating and completion percentage than Stafford does. So can work or shoot? Considering the haul they'd have to give up to acquire Stafford, the Rams would be better off sticking with Jared Goff. Uh, I actually think that's a work. I'm a big fan of Stafford. I think Stafford's had to deal with poor coaching. I think he's had to deal with really poor coaching. And we say, well, he had Calvin Johnson. Okay, who else did he have? Who was his best running back? Joyke Bell? His offensive lineman always got hurt. His defense was never that good. Like, If you had a defense like they have with the Rams, a schemed running game like they have with the Rams, an offensive line like they've developed, now you probably have to replace the grand old man at some point there. But they have a really good football team. And if you're Sean McVay, I'm glad to have a quarterback that I don't need to map out every single freaking move that you have to make. My God, can you take over the reins at some point here, sir? So, yeah, I think it worked work out. I think it worked work out very well. I'm not sure how successful it will be in terms of NFC championships or Super Bowls, but I think that that would be a really successful franchise. I say do it. Next. All right, Ken, one more. Nick Sirianni had a very questionable opening press conference with the Eagles, but work or shoot. He was hired to be a football coach, not a motivational speaker. So his ability to speak publicly will not decide whether he's a good coach or not, so people shouldn't rush to judgment because of it. I'd say shoot, but I have to say work because it seems that Carson Wentz is not the leader they need him to be. If he were the leader that they need him to be, that means we wouldn't be hearing all these quote-unquote anonymous sources about how bad of a leader and teammate that Carson Wentz is. If Carson Wentz really had that locker room, I'd say it's totally overrated. But since Carson Wentz doesn't seem to have that locker room and Carson Wentz does seem to be overrated as a leader, I already think there's a little bit of trouble just by an opening press conference. That is work or shoot. Fantastic. Big thanks to Pierno. Big thanks to Connor Green, Marco Belletti, Erica Herskowitz. Wonderful as always. Up next, Carl Dukes. I'm Ken Carmen. You guys have a wonderful week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.